We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What is going on, Colts Nation? Welcome back to another episode of Bring the Juice. Your guy, Cody, here. And guys, I do apologize for the lack of content recently. Things have been absolutely crazy in my life. I know Derek's as well. Um, If you watch my other channel, you'll see a video that I uploaded kind of explaining a little bit of where I'm at. But in case you haven't, I wanted to give you a quick life update. So as most of you know, I bought a house a number of months ago. I've been working on it a lot and needed some work on it. And I've been working on it a lot and you know, finally moved into it a couple days ago. But don't get my Wi-Fi router until tomorrow evening. Um, so I'm kind of recording here um, as I'm leaving for work here after I'm done with work. So want to just kind of give you guys an update. You know, I still have to work on the studio. It's one of the rooms. It's just been a lot of work. And honestly, it's been kind of annoying how much work it is. Uh, just I'm ready to get moved in and uh, just ready to have everything ready to go. But it's a process. So hopefully we'll be getting back to more of a regular schedule with content here in the next couple of weeks. But just wanted to give you guys a quick update in case you're wondering, like, man, you know, we haven't seen a bunch from Bring the Juice or anything like that. That's kind of where I am on my side of things. So just wanted to give you guys that quick update. But other than that, let's get right into it. OTAs for the Indianapolis Colts start tomorrow. And wanted to give kind of a list of my five things that I'm I'm watching, that I'm looking for, and five things you guys should be watching ahead of OTAs going into the 2023 season. So without further ado, let's get right into it, jumping in with the first thing, and that has to be the health of two of your star players, Jonathan Taylor, who had you know ankle surgery, a minor surgery earlier this offseason. How does he look? Is he out there at all in any capacity? If not, kind of where is he at? Are they holding him out for precautionary reasons? Kind of what's his status overall? Right. His out of the two is probably the more minor one. Shaquille Leonard is another guy that we're watching. Right. I mean, honestly, guys, he hasn't had a ton of looks and a ton of reps in Gus Bradley's system. Um, And I'm kind of interested to see kind of where he's at. Does he get out there in any capacity? Are they just holding him out and just letting him heal kind of? And if he is out, right, where is he at in the process? Where are the Colts at in this process? And kind of what's the projection for Shaquille Leonard? 
Uh, and kind of when can they expect to have him back if he's not active at all in OTAs? Because um, that is, a, I think, could be very valuable for him if he is able to be there. So the health of those two young stars is definitely one that I'm looking for. Uh, number two for me has to be the quarterback snaps. Kind of how are they divvied up, right? Because we obviously know how much the Colts struggled last year of really, you know, getting some quality play from their quarterbacks. So what do they do? They go out and they start in Gardner Minshew, who obviously we know has a lot of familiarity with Shane Steichen. He was with him last year in Philadelphia. You know, he's got some of that. He's been a starter. He's played multiple games, all that stuff. But, like, how does that work with him and then fourth overall pick Anthony Richardson, right? I mean, we've seen a lot of things, guys, about how Richardson's ahead of schedule and all this kind of stuff, how Gardner Minshew's praised him in his processing time and all this stuff. I mean, a lot of that stuff can be, you know, just hype, you know, media hype and teams hyping him up. You know, we've seen stuff like that in the past before. But my question is now with Richardson playing not just against the rookies, but playing against all the players, the vets, everybody playing with the vets on the roster. How is that kind of divvied up? Is it 50 50? Does Richardson have a slight advantage? Does Minshew have a slight advantage? And then how do they look really against, you know, these defenders where the Colts have some pretty decent you know, defenders back there. And so how does that kind of look? How does Richardson look? How does Minshew look? And kind of how is that snap count divvied up here in the OTA period? Uh, number three for me has to be, you know, staying with the offense here. Uh, who's the primary slot guy? Who was that number three guy? You know, you brought in Isaiah McKenzie in the offseason with Paris Campbell leaving. You brought him in. You know, he had a career year last year in Buffalo. He's played some of that slot for you. And then you drafted Josh Downs in the third round, which a lot of people, including myself, if you go back, were saying, how in the world is this guy still here in the third round? Right? We thought he was a second-round pick. So an extremely talented guy who had a ton of production last year, really the last two years in college. Right. And so, like, how does he factor in? Who's a number three? Who's a number four? Right. And how does that kind of work? Who's that primary slot guy? Because both these guys can play the slot for you. But how does that kind of look early on here in OTAs? We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, number four for me has to be, and really this is three players that I'm thinking of, uh, the young offensive lineman, Bernard Ryman, Will Fries, and Emil Echior, who was the undrafted free agent out of Alabama, right? Like, how does that work, right? Ryman, I think, out of the guys, out of the three, we can probably pencil in a little bit more as a starter, right? He played a lot last year at left tackle for you. He had some good moments, had some bad moments. And the big thing I think we all thought from Ryman was that 
man, this guy's got to put on some weight. He's got to get bigger. He's got to get stronger. He's got to get better with his anchor, all those sorts of things. And Ryman, in the offseason, he's gained 15 pounds of muscle, and he's getting you know where he needs to be as an offensive tackle. I guess my biggest question is, you know, do we notice that improvement for him? Um, and also, does that maybe hit his agility at all? Because we know how athletic Ryman is, being a former tight end. You know, does that cut into his athleticism at all? Or is it just maybe he's just stronger and he's still as quick? Like, how does he look adding that 15 pounds of muscle? And then for the other two offensive linemen, I mean, Will Fries was your starter for the majority of last year after Danny Pinter got benched. I thought he was, uh, you know, kind of, he was okay. He had some nice moments. He had some not so good moments. I thought he was about an average guard last year, but he is still very young. And then you really didn't bring in a ton of a competition outside, you know, of the guy you brought in in the undrafted pool in Echior out of Alabama. So, like, you know, do they compete? What's the snap count there, right? How does that look? And how does he look, right? Because a lot of people thought he was maybe a mid-round pick as well. He had some injury concerns. So, like, I'm watching all these young offensive linemen. Primarily, you know, how does Ryman look? You know, and obviously, how does the right guard look with all that? And, you know, it has Will Fries maybe, you know, grown and shown a lot more potential maybe we're giving him credit for. And, you know, could Ekior potentially, you know, win that spot? I don't know. But that's definitely something I'm watching, kind of how that shapes out. And does he maybe get some rep with the ones? I don't know how right guard's going to go, guys. But that's one that I'm definitely looking at. And then the final thing that I want to talk about that I'm really looking forward to with Julius Brents being out is how in the world is that cornerback depth chart and how and also some of the other dbs in the safety room as well right when we talk about i mean you look at the corners darius rush you know you brought in jalen jones in the seventh round you have dallas flowers you have tony brown how in the world does that depth chart look right like you have isaiah rogers kenny moore who played last year a good chunk of snaps for you like how in the world does that shake out who is kind of the the number two, if you will, honestly, on the outside right now with with him being out, with Brent being out with that wrist surgery he had. So that's something I'm going to be interested to see. Maybe he can give us a clearer picture when Brent does return eventually for training camp. Maybe who is that, you know, next guy up? That's going to be something I'm looking at. And then also, you know, the young safeties. You obviously Rodney Thomas going into year two. Julian Blackman going into a contract year. And then finally, the biggest wild card, um, who I actually wrote about on a piece for Colts Wire, a uh, potential breakout candidate, Nick Cross at the strong safety position, right? Because the guy's 21 years old. Him and Richardson are the same age, right? Like he is so young and so talented, and he didn't play a whole lot last year. He sat behind Rodney McLeod, but he did start for a couple games. So how does Nick Cross look? You know, did that year, kind of the redshirt year, if you will, after the first couple games, did that teach him? How does he look, right, going into his second season, potentially his first season as a full-time starter. So, guys, that's some of the things that I'm looking out for personally. Um, going into OTAs, I'm glad we finally have a little bit of content. It feels like the content pool has kind of been a little bit dry recently. I don't know if you guys have felt that or not, but I definitely have. But, uh, yeah, guys, those are some of the things I'm looking for. The health of those two guys, the quarterback snaps, who's a slot receiver, some of those young offensive linemen, and finally some of those young defensive backs as well. So let me guys know your thoughts on some of these things on OTAs. Are there other things maybe you guys are looking out for in OTAs you definitely want to highlight? Let me know and drop those things in the comments below. But thank you, everybody, for tuning in. 
Really appreciate all the support. You guys are the best. We'll be back with some more content here very soon. Thank you, everybody. And as always, go Colts. Yeah.